I'm Amy. And I'm Ethan. And welcome to the Dark Friends Book Club. We are reading through the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan, and these episodes are going to be spoiler-free beyond the chapters we are currently reading. Hi, Amy. Hello, Ethan. And hello, you, listeners. Yes. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back. It's Uh, been a long time for us. Not a long time for you. Yeah. I don't know how long it's been for you guys, but, you know, Ethan keeps trying to put this off, so... No. Yeah. (laughs) of my technical problems yeah we there's been internet issues on this end so but we're finally here computer issues it's been a fun Mm -hmm. time anyway we're back well we are back and we will be covering chapters four through eight today Mm -hmm. Uh, starting with i mean do we just i guess we just jump right on in we're gonna start with chapter four the gleeman because a lot's been building up to this man yeah. What's the symbol, Amy? Oh, God, the symbol. I just had the book open and then closed it, and then you asked me a question I was not prepared for. Uh, it's like, I want to say a lyre. A lyre. Like I the, believe it's a harp. Instrument. I don't think that's a harp. A harp is a standing instrument. Oh, you're probably right. Well, no, you can have, you can have a handheld harp, right? Oh, okay, okay. We're Googling this right now. I'm Googling what a lyre looks like. Oh, Go I was wrong. Hmm. Oh, well. No, I was wrong. Okay, what about a lute? It's definitely not a lute. It's definitely not a lute. What is, is don't tell me this is a harp. I'm gonna cry. I'm almost certain it's a harp. Harp. I don't know. It doesn't look like that either. Yeah. I'm yeah. desperately trying to find it's so Amazon is, makes it so difficult just for me to read a book. Do 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 do. That's chapter six. I don't want chapter six. What is pretty sure it's a harp. I mean I, I can here. I'll I'll go to the official I'll find out what, what the Jordan people officially call it, because they've got all the chapter symbols and what they mean written down. Meanwhile, I'm desperately Googling different um, stringed instruments. Here we go. Icon chapters. Do, 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 do. Look at all the cool icon chapters that Amy has no idea about. Yummy, yummy, yummy. A harp. It is, it, is, it is in here as harp icon. Wow. Okay. Well, doesn't look like a harp, but harp. fine. What do you think it represents? The Gleeman. That's a pretty easy one. The harp. <laughs> Tom Marilyn. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, we have a harp, ladies and gentlemen. And I should really Babies. just say it. And, yeah, I was like, I, I stumbled so hard over. I'm like trying to find a good word. word. Ladies, How about we just say. Say thems. There we, there we have it, dark friends. Yeah. It's a yeah, harp. There we go. I'm not going to gender anybody. We're yeah. all just dark friends. <laughs> there we go. Um, I'm sure there's someone that's like furiously like, I'm not listening to this anymore. <laughs> well, they, sh- they, I feel like they, they would have fallen, fallen off around the hole. We're looking for our gay dark lord. <laughs> our gay, gay Satan. Satan. Our yeah, gay maybe Satan. you're right. If, they've ma- if they made it past gay Satan and then get really angry about not gendering people. Like, I'm surprised. Email us if that was the case. Email, please let us know. If no, that was the problem. don't, don't. I don't want to read your email. If you're just going to be read like, it. I'll read I can't stand those they, them weirdos. Hey, Satan was fine, but they, them weirdos? I no probably, way. I draw the line at non binary people. Everything else, cool, but not those freaks. <laughs> really want to know now. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, to our summary, we have chapter four, the Gleeman. We get to meet the Gleeman. 
Tom Marilyn, spelt with an H, uh, seems to be the typical eccentric fantasy man that the youngins just don't understand. With his patchy, colorful cloak and years of knowledge, he has not received the welcome he expected so far. With a long, cold journey and a less-than-happy welcome when he arrived in the middle of the night. He also has a less than positive introduction with Nynaeve, so I'm starting to think that she may be the problem. Um, good old Tom tells the youngsters that news of the war is old news, even in Barlon, which, until now, he thought was the last place to hear news. He also doesn't have a high opinion of our buddy Fane, whom he implies is like a gossip carrion. <laughs> When, when Egwene tries to defend Fane, Tom quickly changes the subject to how he thinks she's the prettiest girl in the village, which causes Perrin and Matt to laugh. So, obviously, Egwene blames Rand. Uh, the boys try to get news of what's happening and stories of, stories of war out of Tom, but he refuses, instead commenting on Rand's height and how swole Perrin is. <laughs> he starts talking about his future Beltine performance, but, seeing what an audience has collected, decides to give a small preview instead. This includes some juggling, mild acrobatics, and a long list of all the stories he knows and plans on telling you. I think the list of stories goes on for a page or more. Like, yeah, it's a, a big list. Yeah, it's a huge list. And then he just keeps going. I will, I will point, I'm going to interject on myself here. Uh -huh. Point out that one of the stories that caught my eye was the tales of Arthur P Pendrag. Uh -huh. Because... Arthur Pendragon, I think, is one way to refer to Arthur as an Arthur and Merlin. Yep. So is, it's yeah. yeah. And Tom's name is, you know, interesting um, from the, you know, Marilyn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is at the very least there. a visual similarity to Merlin. Uh, so thrilling, yes, this is all very thrilling stuff. Um, Rand is surprised when Egwene requests something about adventures because Egwene doesn't like adventures. Apparently, but yeah, everything that we learned in her oh. chapter, Ravens, is wrong, and Egwene doesn't like adventure. <laughs> that would be because that would be silly. Uh, Tom's listing is interrupted when Moraine, why'd I have trouble with that name, joins the listening crowd, which Rand notes seems to displease Tom greatly. Then again, please remember, we severely doubt Rand's observational capacity, especially when it comes to emotions, because as we all know, he's not supposed to have those. Um, as the crowd begins to get rowdy, demanding more entertainment, the village council appears with Nynaeve, allowing Tom to slip into the inn for some brandy. There is a small spat between the mayor and the wisdom, and wisdom. so, okay, Nynaeve might actually be the problem here. Uh, followed by a spat between the mayor and Senbui. And we know Sen is the problem here because Sen is always the problem. Tam tells Sen is the problem. Tam tells the boys that Fane didn't have much more to say on the various issues he brought to light and that they shouldn't have to worry too much about the war out here. That said, they are going to set a watch after Beltine because festivals trump security, damn it. Uh, the, boy <laughs> the boys get all a flutter about volunteering for this watch, but before Rand can go running off to sign up, Tam tells them that they'll be heading home to the farm. Rand is surprised and disappointed because it's winter night, but Tam brooks no argument. Matt and Perrin continue to discuss the war, which upsets Rand because, hello, he's the main character, and he's worried about the not Nazgul, and they should be too. Jeez. The boys tell the council the next day, uh, the boys decide to tell the council the next day about the not Nazgul, after which Rand runs back to Daddy to get a lesson in politics, which he obviously needs. 
Tam also informs Ren that he now believes him about the Not Not School because other young men have seen him. So, actually, the only people who have seen him are young men. Anyways, take from that what you will. Now that the village council believes of them, the, the boys about the Not Not School, Rand is feeling protected by the power of community. And that kind of sums up our chapter four. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Like I said, long lists of uh, uh, <laughs> stories. <laughs> um, and also, to be fair, it's been a hot minute since I read it. This <laughs> was the first chapter I read and did the summary for, so I didn't reread it anytime recently. Um, but I feel like kind of hit on there's I feel I feel like there was a lot of hate while the boys were talking. Oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Uh wait, no. I don't remember. Yeah, no. I think it, it kind of covered everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to go back to the stories now that I found my thing. Mhm. Yes, so go back got, to the stories. So the first one I'll point out. So you have uh where Gwen uh, calls out to tell us about Lynn and how he flew to the moon in the belly of an eagle made of fire. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, that is a reference to uh, oh it's oh it's midnight and I can't not remember the guy's name. Oh, not the moon Neil Armstrong. Landing. Nope, it's um. Shoot. Buzz Aldrin. No. Okay, listen. The fact that I'm naming multiple people who have landed on the moon here and it's not one of them. It's uh. uh, uh, uh. Also, tell me if. Us believing the moon landing is real is what sent you away as well. <laughs> well, those wackadoos, I don't think. You never know. They read to... John Glenn. John Glenn, he's the first American to orbit the Earth. Oh, okay. But he does have uh, uh, his daughter, Sally Ride, was the first American woman who fl- to fly in space. Oh, and they mentioned and... his daughter, Salia. Yeah, his daughter, Salia. Walking among the stars. How cute. Yeah, we got that one. And then there's more. Not that Rand thinks, you know, Rand, you know, why would why would anyone like, you know, why would Egwene like these stories? She doesn't want to go anywhere. It's totally not projecting. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have it highlighted here. She had never liked stories about adventures and long journeys, which we know is categorically untrue, but <laughs> it also got... shows how much Rand has noticed Egwene up until now. <laughs> He's so, Amy, he's such a good boyfriend. They're not even dating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently they're going to be married. He thinks so many times about how he doesn't want to, he's not ready to marry yet. But it says, uh, so you have Tales of Mosque the Giant with a Lance of Fire that could reach around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, So you got like Moscow, Russia, Lance of Fire, Um, like, uh, you know, nuclear missiles. Oh, and his war with Elsbeth, the queen of all. Yeah, Elsbeth is like, uh, I think Elsbeth is a reference to like Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. And this looks like a reference to Mother Teresa Matteries, the healer, what? mother of yep, the weather, is, mother of the wondrous end. That is who that is a reference on. I'm smart too. Yeah, you got it. But uh, you know the other the other stories I don't think have a uh, mm-hmm. connection. If you guys know a connection on the other stories, please let us know. Well, here, James the Giant Slayer. That sounds like. You know, Magic Bean. Jay- is that Jim? James? What's John? the kid's name? Who takes the magic beans and climbs the beanstalk? Uh, beanstalk boy. What's his name? <laughs> uh, does he have a name? Jack. <laughs> Jack. Oh, uh, well, you know, James, Jack. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah. Listen, time to circle. All this has happened before. All of it will happen again. Exactly, exactly. That's what it says in the glossary about the Wheel of Time, so, as you know. Mm-hmm. As I know, because I am a big fan of the glossary, historically. Our, our friend the glossary. Our friend the glossary. And if, so, yeah, anything else? To, I mean, I feel like there's not a whole lot to comment on otherwise in here. Yeah, we just kind of get introduced to, like, some backstory stuff and, like, uh, <laughs> you know. We got some weird creeper walking around, but we don't want anyone to miss festival night so we're not going to send anyone out to like you know watch out for him we'll just tell everyone who's over 16 that we think we can trust like hey there's a creeper watch out yeah yeah that's like what they're like you know the war shouldn't get here but we're gonna set a watch and we should really do it today but we don't want to ruin the festival so yeah we don't want to make people miss it uh that turns out great for everyone yeah but i'm skipping i'm getting ahead of ourselves getting ahead of us you like tom oh. don't like tom he's tom i don't know my feelings about tom are pretty neutral to be oh, honest yeah. with you he mentions he's that's his one thing so he mentions he gets weird about them calling him master gleeman oh yeah he's like god that's not my name my he's, name is tom he says he used to be a court bard mm-hmm. and then he was quote-unquote risen to the title of humble gleeman so it sounds like the exalted was... rank of Master Gleeman, not nothing about go. being humble there. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, my name is Plain Tom Marilyn, and Gleeman oh. is the simple title in which I glory. Sounds like he's he's been on better times. Or he's I mean, a liar. you know, it's funny how he says he was risen to the rank of Master Gleeman, but I get the feeling he might have enjoyed being a court bard. Because correct me if I'm wrong, being a court bard sounds like you just get to stay at court and be comfortable and happy. And hey. these Gleemans seem to travel all over and be uncomfortable in the various weather and everything. So, you uh, know. You know, a court bard, like, yeah, they sing for like a king or a queen and like, you know, mm-hmm. entertain the court. But now he can go out to small bum fuck nowhere villages and yeah, entertain gets, them instead. Where he gets treated badly and <laughs> that definitely sounds like a promotion. Yep. Yeah, I think that's anyway, all I have for this. Good old Tom. <laughs> Moving you know, on. Rand's got a very high opinion of, you know, he feels very safe because of the power of community. Oh so yeah. We'll see how that works for him. Yeah, no, there was nothing the black-cloaked horsemen could do that the people of Amon's field could not handle together. I was not being, uh, I was not exaggerating a whole lot when I said he's just protected by the power of community. Like, that's very much what that is. Ricky feels very safe in his small town. He feels so safe. And that's why I'm so excited for the next couple of chapters. Yeah. (laughs) Back to reality. Whoop, there yeah. goes. Oh, anyways. We don't have the rest of that song, Amy. <laughs> no, before I get any further along that, uh, we are going to move on, folks, to chapter five, Winter Night, where we get to see the farm. You know, <laughs> Tam and Ram's farm. Rand's yep. the farm. farm. Out, the Althor farm? The Althor farm out in the Westwood, because they're a couple of weirdos. Um, It seems undisturbed. No signs of the not Nazgul. Uh, at the not school has been by to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means it's chore time. Because work on a farm is never over. Uh, Rand and Tam both keep their weapons on them, just in case, but get to work. Rand gets lost in the monotony of chopping wood. Can't relate. And just thinks about how he's chopping wood for the whole time he's 
chop like really the only thought process here as he's doing chores is he's thinking about the chores he's actively doing so it's fascinating yes. um <laughs> I listen Before... well, hey, while you're doing chores you don't like you know while you're at work you just don't think about the thing you're doing you know monotonously until i daydream so hard uh-huh Me too. people have to people have to get my attention have to be like amy and i'm like yeah what's up <laughs> uh but Yes, chopping wood before Tam calls an end to chore, t- chore time. They go in to have a lovely supper in a lovely, warm, homey home. But just as they're about to eat, boom, broken doors, monsters, panic. Ah! Luckily, <laughs> Tam had gotten out his super secret sword right before this all happened. So he starts fighting off the things while Rand gladly follows instructions and runs away. <laughs> he- he makes it out of the house and hides by the barn, with Tam also quickly making an escape to the woods. Uh, they manage to find each other, all while Rand is trying not to wet his pants. We find out that the attackers are the dreaded Trollocs. So, definitely not a made-up story, like we thought. Um, with canine-like senses and an insatiable bloodlust. Luckily, they are also super dumb and lazy, according to Tam. So, haha, stupid Trollocs. Uh, sadly, that doesn't save Tam. He has a single wound, a grace, a scratch, which is enough to give him a raging fever and sap his strength. Rand takes advantage of his father's weakness, steals his sword, and goes back to the farm to get supplies. Once there, he finds all the sheep dead, and his homey home has been super trashed. And I want to point out, I think to the point of having feces smeared on the walls they ran like poop all over the walls they, they they rubbed poop all over the walls which is just like what the fuck trollics they had like a you know they had a little arts and crafts session in the house <laughs> that's what you want to call it finger painting <laughs> turns like out a, though a three-year-old that decided to paint the walls <laughs> Um, it turns out, though, not all the Trollocs are stupid, because waiting for Rand in the house is Narg, a fearsomely smart Trolloc who knows people come back to the scene of the crime sometimes, and has been lying in wait, and now is Narg's chance to prove him- Narg dies. Rand kills Narg. Um, wow. I, you know, we got a named bad guy, and I was all excited. He's dead. Uh, having committed his- Well, he seemed pretty dead. He was lying on the ground with his eyes open, you know? Having committed his first of what I'm sure will be many murders, Rand gathers up what supplies he can, grabs the best means of Tam transportation he can find, and makes his way back to a very sick Tam, getting ready to drag him to Iman's field, Nynaeve, and salvation. And community. And community. Because yeah. the kid's community is going to save his dying father. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this... Oh yeah, and the symbol, Amy. What? The, the symbol. symbol? <gasps> I can't believe to... you forgot to ask me about it. It's a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it represents the Westwood, where there's trees. No comment. <laughs> or maybe it just represents forests in general that have trees in them. Don't no comment? Okay. Perhaps. No, I believe it is. So the, the leafless tree, as it's referred to in this uh, document I'm looking at, it is uh, I should say it is leafless tree night. indeed. With the moon behind it, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we get a little bit of a look at what Rand's life is like before everything changes. Um, a few pages of it. Uh, we, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, driven home a little bit more. How, oh, that's what I wanted to mention in chapter four. 
Um, uh-huh. Sorry, no, I, I just remember, I was like, I know there's something else I wanted to mention, and I completely skipped over it. So, uh, Rand is surprised because most of, everyone everybody in the two rivers had dark has dark eyes and so mm-hmm. do most of the merchants and their guards and everyone else he had ever seen and we find out everyone except rand who has gray eyes because he was made fun of for his eyes yeah. and so it it shocks rand when he looks at merlin tom you know yeah. and Marilyn. tom has blue eyes uh-huh. so just want to point that out. Uh, I definitely, I highlighted that. Like, I noticed that so much, I highlighted it. Because we all know what it means when a fantasy protagonist does not look like the community he was raised in, everyone. <laughs> his special eyes. His special eyes and his frame. That's, you know, because that's the other thing is, you know, I talked about uh, Tom commenting on how tall Rand was and how swole Perrin is and everything. Yeah. Uh, but Tom specifically, and I had wanted to bring this up because they get mentioned a few times. The Aylman? 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 Yeah. Are they in the glossary? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and he mentions that. Uh, yes. Yes, sorry, sorry, I'm reading the I'm reading the quote. And he, so he specifically says that Rand uh is tall as an ailman. Ailman. Aiel. Aielman. Um go. and then they get mentioned again while he's talking about telling tales. Um and then again I think Tam says something about them again. I can't find it now. I didn't. I don't think I highlighted it. My the point is, mentions, the mayor mentions someone acting like a a black veiled Aiel. A black veiled man. A black veiled Aielman. Thank you. And I was yeah. just like, okay, we get nothing, and then all of a sudden, these Aielmen keep popping up. You know, so I thought it was worthy of note, at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. So, they have an entry in the glossary, Amy. They do. Uh, I. <sighs> I'm sorry for all my fans out there. I have a confession to make. I did read the glossary this time <laughs> because I knew uh, Ethan was going to ask me about it and um, I just wanted to win. So I read it. <laughs> um, I also, and I'm so sorry, I also looked at the map. So I did not last long with the not reading the glossary and not looking at the map stand that I was making. Um, but yeah, they do have. Aiel, the people of the Aiel Waste, fierce and hardy, also called Aielmen, they veil their faces before they kill, giving rise to the saying, acting like a black-veiled Aiel, to describe someone who is being violent. Deadly warriors with weapons or or with nothing, but their bare hands, they will not touch a sword. Their pipers play them in... They will not touch a sword. Wait, but they're deadly warriors with weapons. Sorry, that confused me. Their pipers play them into battle with the music of dances, and Aeolmen call battle the dance. When I know that, you got the Aeol waste. And, a harsh yeah. and rugged and all but wanderless land east of the spine of the world. Few outsiders venture there, not only because water is almost impossible to find for one not born there, but because the Aeol consider themselves at war with all other peoples and do not welcome strangers. Also, that will come. We we are going to come back to that next chapter. Don't you worry. But for now, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, winter night, <laughs> Rand. Yeah, you know, we I got a lot of notes in on this one. Yeah, he he does. Um, <laughs> we have yeah. There's a just there's a lot of notes. Listen, um, 
One of the things, and I did, you made a comment on this, but I also highlighted it, that uh, uh, Tam does seem to be very good at looking for signs. Or, like, he does things that some people would not, I think, the thing that I highlighted, it's something, like, you wouldn't look for with a normal intruder, right? Yeah. Um, and he very specifically draws up a bucket of water from the well, like sniffs it and gingerly tastes it. Yeah, so I'm like, sure. I guess it hasn't been poisoned or that like, I don't know, maybe certain things can like turn water bad with their mere presence. I don't know. Yeah. It seems weird. Yeah. We're checking to make sure the, no one poisoned the well and mm-hmm. that he's kind of being funny. He like laughs about it. After I yeah. realized it's not happening, so He's uh, like, then, <laughs> I'm so silly. Bully me. Time to do chores. Chore time, boy. Get to work and stop feeling things. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that. He's a very nice father, from what we've seen. Oh yeah, no, he's great. I don't, I'm, I would anyone say any differently? <laughs> also, the sword, well, the super yeah, the secret sword. sword. What? Yeah, I said the secret sword. Yeah. Yeah, the secret sword. Do you? So I feel like I've been about. talking a lot. Do you want to? Do you want to talk? No, you're not. You're talking fine. I'm. I'm, I'm interjecting. Yeah, okay. no. So he's got the. He's got the weird secret sword. I have to be careful not to like you know, because I know stuff about the the secret sword and stuff that you don't. I don't want to overextend. <laughs> yeah, no, the super secret sword. Um, I mean, one of the things that we know that Ran notices right away is like there's a bronze heron. Like heron seems to be herons in general. Mm-hmm. Seem to be kind of the uh, iconology associated with this sword, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because herons aren't a bird I think about a lot. Yeah, period. Hmm? The, uh, herons aren't a bird you think about a lot as a period. Yeah, period. No, and like in fantasy, like in books in general, herons aren't super prevalent, I feel like. So yeah. it was like heron, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> Both uh, the herons are more like uh, more Eastern. Like, you see the heron mentioned a lot more in, like, Eastern stuff. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fair. sword is, like, I, th- I think the sword is, like, just a katana, too. Yeah. Like, the way it's described. Yeah, it's it's described as looking like a lens sword. Yeah. And he says it's it's slightly curved and only one edge is sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair enough. I mean, it, it's made very sword. clear it's not, like, a broad sword or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's got all these these hair. It's got it's hair and mark. Fragile compared to the swords of the merchant's guards. No gems or gold adorn it, but it seems grand to Rand. <laughs> yeah. It's got the cool sword. Mm-hmm. And Tam and then, mentions that he got it a long way from here, so we learn that Tam has not always stayed in two rivers. Yeah. Slowly Tam drew the weapon. Yeah. Sorry, I found the, the spot. But yeah, he says he got it a long time ago, and he long way from here, and I paid mm-hmm. entirely too, too much for it. Two coppers is too much for one of these. And they talk about his mom. Yes, and then we've, we do find out that his mother was an outlander. Yeah. Outlander! Outlander! Um, and his mom didn't want him to keep the sword, but he did anyways, just in case. Yeah. You know? And he never had to use it, right? Like, it was... Nope. <laughs> Except for all the trollics. And he does, well, he fights have... it too, he does a good job. Yes, yes, he kills at the very least two that we know yeah. about. Which um, it sounds like these guys don't get taken down very easily. Since- I mean, I don't know. Like, Rand accidentally kills one. 
Well, well, that was Narg, and Narg was trying to be diplomatic. Yeah, Narg was super diplomatic when he went to bite Ren's throat. Narg, Narg no hurt. Yeah, okay, Narg was lying. Oh, Narg's a big fat liar. Oh, did, okay, so you think Narg was lying? You think he's smart enough to lie? I think he was. You know what? I think he was smart enough to stay behind when all the others went off on a wild goose chase. So yeah, uh-huh. I think he was smart enough to lie. Interesting, interesting. Oh, and he talks about he he gives us a name for what's actually ch- for what the the not natural yes. is. Yes, indeed, he does. Uh, the Murdral. Yep. So I can stop calling them not Nazgul's now. Yep. We have a proper name for them. Murdral. Um, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I feel a, like that kind they've of. They've got a big old thing in the, in the glossary. <sighs> <laughs> oh, no. They're twisted offsprings of Trollocs in which human stock is used to create. Oh, never mind, never mind. Okay, I thought they were inferring to something a lot worse than what uh, I guess it is. Okay. Murderall. Um, creatures of the Dark One, Hail Gay Satan. Commanders of the Trollocs. Twisted offspring of Trollocs in which the human stock used to create the Trollocs has resurfaced, but tainted by the evil that made the Trollocs. Physically, they are like men, except that they have no eyes, but can see like eagles in light or dark, which is a bit of a spoiler, but we learned that from Lan in a couple of chapters. Um... They have certain powers stemming from the Dark One, including the ability to cause paralyzing fear with a look and the ability to to vanish wherever there are shadows. One of their few known weaknesses is that they are reluctant to cross running water. Well, I didn't know that. Thanks, Ethan. Yeah, I mean, it's in the glossary. I don't think it's a spoiler. It's in the glossary. In different lands, they are known by many names, among them Halfmen, the Eyeless, Shadowmen, Lurk, and Fae. There you go. I, you know, if it's in the a glossary, is there for you to consult? Like, oh, what is this word? Let me check the glossary and see if it's in here. Like, I how feel do I like so many here things wild now. Okay, yeah. How they even get into two rivers? There's so much running water. There's there two rivers. I mean, no comment <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um, we also get a description of the Trollocs. They seem to be mixes of like different like animals and stuff. Yeah, animals and people. Yeah. Uh, when uh, when Rand gets the sword, he like chops up the uh, the wood with the sword, and it doesn't dull it at all. So yes, not at all. It's like a plus one sword. Yeah, it's super magic. We have a magic sword. Uh, Rand uh, Tam is also starting to have dreams of day gone, days gone, and nightmares, which we get a little bit of in the next chapter as well. Um, I think that kind of covers like it's a lot of it's a lot of. You know, jokes aside, it is a lot of panic on Rand's part and okay. just like trying to get away. Um, I also now these chapters really made me understand why you had me read the first two. Oh yeah, you're no. gone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, Christopher Paolini, you read, you, you read this series, didn't you? That you really me. liked it, yeah. <laughs> um, we got chores. We got. <laughs> We got chores. We get dragging your father figure across. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, I understand. Um, Yeah, and I think that kind of covers our chapter five, which was called, I did, oh no, I did say the name. It was Winter Night. Yeah, Winter Night. Also, I was right. Shit goes down on Winter Night. It is. Shit goes all over the walls on Winter Night. Shit goes all over the walls on winter night. Um, which brings us to the Westwood. To the Westwood. Sorry, I was reading one of your comments here that I hadn't seen. 
<laughs> it's oh. like, first off, you spelled my name wrong, Ethan. Did I? I you always did. spell your name like that. Oh, no, I don't. I thought, no, <laughs> you no, did it the other day, too, on Discord. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that's probably just a typo. And you did it here, too. And now I'm like, okay. No, you just don't know. <laughs> um, but no, I don't like poop. Who does like poop? Am I? A-I-M-E-E. That is my know, name. It's, it's all French, yep. It is all French. It's Amy, but you, French. I don't know. Je suis Québécois. Um, fun stuff. And me, uh, English American. <laughs> uh, I give a province. You could at least give a state. Uh, for the great Commonwealth of Kentucky. There you go. And no, we will not be taking questions on how we're friends. Um, <laughs> that's <leave> okay. A... <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about it. Don't ask. <laughs> I want to leave a little bit of mystery, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. We have to we have to have I want the big question to be like, how did Ethan and Amy meet? And it's like, I don't know, they won't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna accidentally mention it one day and ruin the whole thing. Um I don't okay. <laughs> ruin what? No, the, the mystique no. of it? Mystique. I know we met. <laughs> okay. Well, because it's a genuine, it's a good question. How does, you know, a girl from Quebec meet a guy from Kentucky? How do they become friends? Like, that's, we're, we're pretty hey, far from one another. Time. What? I'm sorry, it's nothing. I'm, I'm singing <laughs> Beauty and the Beast for a second, but that might give people the wrong idea also. <laughs> okay. Moving on, Chapter 6, The Westwood. <laughs> Um, this one actually has the Heron Sword as its icon. Yep. I didn't even need Ethan to ask me about it, guys. Are we all proud of me? Because I'm proud of me. <laughs> what do you think uh, that means? I don't know. I think. <laughs> don't worry. I thought you you would be able to get it for a while. The, the um, actual thing that it comes up, it's in this book, but. I mean, listen, uh, there's a lot of rambling from Tam here, so I'm going to guess it has something to do with how Tam got that sword. There you go. That relates back to why it's the sword thing here, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the Westwood. Rand starts off by cleaning and bandaging Tam's totally minor wound, all while stressing out about Trollocs and Fades and the inevitable mortality of man. Uh, Tam's fever gets worse, and he starts talking as though his dead wife is there. After taking care of his father, Rand makes a handy-dandy litter to drag Tam into town on, straps on, straps on the sword, or big knife, as he refers to it, and off they go. The Carvajal. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Emmons Field. Field. Emmons Field. Emmons Field. Um, he travels in the trees alongside the road, despite it making the trip more difficult, on the off chance the stupid Trollocs decide to check the road for survivors. Tam's ramblings get much worse, and he starts talking about some battle. Rand hastily shushes him because marching down the road is the Murdral and a group of Trollocs. I actually did write not Nazgul here, and I should have written, written Murdral, so I'm bad. Um, after they pass, Rand is about to get going again when the Murdral surprise pops up. It's, it's a jump scare. Uh, traveling in super stealth mode, like his horse doesn't make any sound, guys. Like a, um, like a horse on the road to Bree and... There are hobbits down on the ground. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. There's so many similarities to so many <laughs> things. Uh, Rand remains undetected, however, and starts up again, powered by the energy of fear. He grinds to a halt, however, when Tam's ramblings start to imply that 
gasp. Rand is not actually his son? Rand enters into our favorite protagonist state, denial, and keeps moving. And that kind of sums up the Westwood. It's not a, a very long chapter, but oh. we get a lot of... Uh, I kind of skipped over about the ramblings in the summary because I figured we would cover that, you know? Yeah. Um, First of but all... But yeah, I think... Yeah? Okay, Mr. go. Paulini. <laughs> what? I said, first of all, Mr. Paulini. <laughs> what are you talking I remember, about? I remember back in the day, I think it was like a freshman in high school. And I was talking to some kid, like some girl on the uh, at the lunch table, and a uh, girl. I meant yes, yes, Amy. I I went to a, <laughs> a school with with boys and girls. Oh my god! And we were talking about uh, books. I mentioned really liking Aragon, and she. Uh -huh. I remember she got real angry and was like, "He stole everything from Star Wars and Wheel of Time." And in the moment, I was like, "What the hell's the Wheel of Time?" <laughs> and then fast forward ten years later. Or 15 years later, however long it was, and I was, like, reading this book, and I was like, oh, the Wheel of Time, that's what she meant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to be uh, fair... There's no dragon. Very, no dragon. <laughs> there's there's no, no dragon. dragon. Uh, but <laughs> we do get, you know... And Tan's much nicer than, than his uncle. Oh, yeah. Aragorn, like, Aragorn's spoilers for the for beginning Jera. of Aragorn, but uh, he sucks. Like, he's yeah. awful. <laughs> I, did, I forgot how, how bad that uncle, Uncle Garrow. Yeah. yeah, we don't, listen, there's worse uncles, like, like, literature uncles, um, but he's not great. No, no, he's really bad. Although we do skip the existential, like, I'm adopted bit, because his uncle does just be like, Aragon, you're, you're adopted. You're adopted. <laughs> well, you're my sister's kid, so, yeah, like. You're, you're my sister's kid. So, Tam, you know, really fucked up. Or didn't, depending on how you look at it, in that Tam regard. Didn't mention it. Tam didn't mention it at all. He's like, you are my son. It feels like a thing <laughs> you should just mention and be like, yep, here's how it is. Like, you know, you're still my son, though. It just keeps, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like if he had brought it up purposely, like, you go through a small period of time where he has to come to grips with it. But then, you know, it's not so bad. But then you don't bring it up. And all of a sudden, in the midst of what's a already dream. a traumatic event... <laughs> Yeah. For rant. He also finds out he's not your son. And I feel like that was just the straw that breaks the camel's back. He's like, nope, this isn't true. You're wrong, dad. Yeah. You're my dad. It really, it really is just like the last line of the chapter is, he's my father. It was just a fever dream. He's my father. It was yeah. just a fever dream. Light, who am I? And it, <laughs> it seems very dramatic. Light, who am I? It's like, all right, Rand, I get it. Like, I'm this surprised. really doesn't change that much about you, though. I'm surprised Rand just doesn't turn into a volcano to ignore, to ignore <laughs> the consequences of the information he's found out. Why would you do that, Amy? Well, because the last time we saw someone say, Light, what have I done? They turned into a volcano. Oh, okay. <laughs> and also, Rand's the protagonist. Like, there's got to be some connection. Is he? But we don't know if he's the protagonist. Okay, the book started the, with Egwene. We okay. The very controversial first chapter started <laughs> with Egwene, and we are a hundred and fifty-six pages into this book, and it has all been Rand. I'm pretty sure he's our protagonist. According to my Kindle copy, we're ninety-seven pages. Well, your Kindle copy's stupid. Or our Kindle copy, rather. 
Oh, where Kindle copy? Oh, okay. But yes, but yeah. sorry. But back to this. <laughs> I, I do think it's funny. I will say, I think it's, I think it's interesting that you've got this is very clearly inspired by um, Lord of the Rings too. Like this, mm-hmm. like the scene where he's hiding on the road. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the he has hobbits to stop. like. Yeah. There's yeah, one yeah, number yeah. that's starting to freak out, and they have to like do something before they like reveal their location. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. And then you get man. this book, and then you get the bit in the Aragon wheel. where the wheel keeps turning, Ethan. Yeah, no, it's all turnings of the wheel. It's all very interesting. <laughs> it's all turnings of the wheel. Um, one thing uh, that ahead, I thought sorry. was a fun little bit of just like I don't, I don't. This is where my literature metaphors get or my literature terms get all mixed up. Uh, like a fun little like. I don't even know if metaphor is the right word. Allegory? Something. Allegory? Right? Allegory? Is that how you say the word that I've only ever read? Yeah, allegory. Allegory. Um, but Rand mentions how, because Rand takes the sword and puts it on right as he's about to start, like, dragging Tam into town. Uh-huh. And he mentions that the belt and sheath and sword together only weighed a few pounds, but when he sheathed the blade, it seemed to drag at him like a great weight, which is a fun little, you know, like, that is a murder tool. Like, swords are nothing but murder tools, yeah. essentially. Uh, so that's just symbolic. a fun little... Very symbolic. Thank you. Jeez, Louise. Oh, no. Um. Anyway. Okay. Editing. from a digression that's going to be we're edited back. out. Yeah, we're back. Um... Also, it's the start of the breakdown. So this is a very important step in any fantasy protagonist journey, right? The breakdown of like their understanding of the adults around them, where mm-hmm. you go from this really fun, fun zone where you believe that they're because he specifically says his father had always seemed indestructible. You go mm-hmm. from this very tightly held belief that the adults around you always have the answers and are indestructible and everything's going to be okay and that yep. starts to crack here and we I, can do I anything love with the power of community you know we can do anything with the power of community crack um yeah so that's fun but yeah. i think the real fun in this chapter comes from the fever dreams yep um so where it starts with tam declaring there's gonna be a lot of quoting here guys but it is what it is. Um, they came over the dragon wall like a flood and washed the land with blood. How many died for Lamont's sin? Um, and then Rand's like, no, there's no flood of Trollocs, dad. And he keeps going. Um, and he seems to have like this burst of strength as he's talking. Where <clears throat> they called them savages. The fools said they, would be, they could be swept aside like rubbish. How many battles lost? How many cities burned before they faced the truth? Before the nations stood together against them? The field at Marath carpeted with the dead and no sound but the cries of ravens and the buzzing of flies. The topless towers of carrion burning in the night like torches. All the way to the shining walls they burned and slew before they turn they were turned back all the way to and then we don't get any more because that's when uh the murder all pops up yeah and it's uh it would be pronounced kyrian kyrian yeah kyrian thank kyrian. you You're so then we get but yeah so uh kind of like hey tam what the fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> weird not weird stuff for a sheep herder to be talking about right. and i mean we know he obviously left because he talks about getting the sword, but it's like, oh, it was more than that, wasn't it, buddy? <laughs> so busy doing a lot of stuff. He was busy doing a lot of stuff, a lot of murder, I think. Yeah. 
And this kind of maybe goes to show how way back in Ravens, he had that story that the kids wanted that the mayor wasn't able to tell. Yeah. You know, about the dragon and all that. Um, so if you look at, like, on the map, like, Kyrian's, like, a long ways away from him. Like, it's... Yeah. This is... And this is when... Dear listeners, I did go to look at the map because I was like, well, where's Kyrian? And then I was like, holy shit, it is far away. Um, Right near the spine of the world, where past that is the Aiel Waste, funnily Mm -hmm. enough. Um, So yeah, there's that to start. And then he's quiet again. Uh, And then he starts up again. Sorry, I'm trying to find where it is. I highlighted it. Ah, here it is. <clears throat> a Vandisora. It's said it makes no seed, but they brought a cutting to Kyrian, a sapling, a royal gift of wonder for the king. And he sounds angry, but not loud. Uh, they never make peace. Never. But they brought a sapling as a sign of peace. 500 years it grew. 500 years of peace with those who, would, who make no peace with strangers. Why did he cut it down? Why? Blood was the price for a Vandora. Oh, gosh. A Van... Avendoraldura. It's uh, I don't know, let me look at the actual uh, blood. The price for Lamont's pride. Sorry, I, I just was practicing to... saying it. Oh, oh, it. I see how it is. I get to be the fool who mispronounces everything. <laughs> Listen, I'm the one with the audiobook, so <laughs> I've offered to share. Oh, no, uh, no, I know where it is. I, I Avendora Daryl, Avendora, Avendora Daryl. Yep, Avendora Dara. Yeah, Avendoraldera. Uh, Avendoraldera. Yeah. I wasn't that far. No, you were close. Far. Um, yeah, and then he breaks off into muttering. And then, so we learned that the Avendosora uh, is the tree of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is only one, and that belonged to the green man, green man. And I feel like we've heard about the green man before, but, like, we have no idea who he is. Like yeah. there's, they'd never get into what or who the green man is. Yeah, he's so, also not in the glossary. Is he not? I didn't even look for him in the glossary. Yeah. If I'm being real, uh, Avandasora is. Avandasora is. Oh, yeah. do you want to tell us tongue, what it says about Avandasora? Oh, is that mentioned it? in many stories and legends? That's all it says. Well, thanks, glossary. We knew that. <laughs> but no, um, nothing on no the green, green man. man. But yes, but we do get like the uh, yeah, we get some names on Murdral's stuff yeah. like that. So here's where my theorizing is going to come in a little bit, right? Oh, a theory, okay. Yeah, well, mini theory. I don't even know if theory is the right thing. I'm trying to connect connect dots that I don't know should be connected, right? <laughs> but as we learned from the glossary earlier, the Aiel aren't fans of outsiders, right? Yeah. Uh, and they consider themselves at war with all other people, peoples and do not welcome strangers. So, theory. Uh-huh. The they that the that Tam is talking about in this are is the Aeol that brought a cutting of the Tree of Life to Kyrian, and there was no fighting for like five hundred years, and then some Lamont cut it down like an idiot. Yeah. Um, and then there was fighting. So not really, maybe not a theory, but me connecting some dots here over here. Because because uh, he does he talks more about the battles. He does he does. Um, which is what I was getting to next. Uh, here it's a little bit more, he was, he talks, but it's more, um, like stop and start. Like it's not as like, it doesn't flow as well. He's fading a bit. He's fading. He's fading a little bit. This is, Tam's dying, guys. Um, and he's it's been so, struck it's, by a blade from, oh, what is it? Uh, the, uh, well, what does he call it? 
I know the I know what it's what it is here. I think in, we're both talking about the in same. real time. But in Lord of the okay. Rings, it's uh when when Frodo gets stabbed from the blade uh, from um. Uh, isn't it something with an M like a Mor Morgul blade? Yeah, it's a Morgul blade. Yep. I'm I'm forged in Minas Morgul. There we go. Yeah. The Morgul Blade, yeah, it's stabbed. Wow, stabbed I'm good. Sword, I know my Lord of the Rings for someone who hasn't read it. Oh, Amy. <laughs> Bam. That, that's probably what we'll probably get more hate on. If I Bring it. Play. I can take it. I've seen the movies. I've seen it. <laughs> that's all I need. That's all I need. Um, But yes, Tam's ramblings. <clears throat> Battles are always hot, even in the snow. Sweat heat. Blood heat. Only death is cool. Slope of the mountain. Only placed in stink of death. Had to go it away from smell of it. Sight of it. Heard a baby cry. Their women fight alongside the men sometimes. But why they had let her come, I don't. Gave birth there, alone, before she died of her wounds. Covered the child with her cloak. But the wind blown the cloak away. Child blew with the cold. Should have been dead too. Crying there. Crying in the snow. I couldn't just leave a child. No children of our own. Always knew you wanted children. I knew you'd take it to your heart, Carrie. Yes, lass. Rand is a good name. A good name. And this is this is when the power of denial comes in, folks. Uh, <laughs> that's a bit of an existential crisis. But yes, there's a battle, and it's by a mountain. Huh. You know where there's mountains? The spine of the world. Yep. There's a there's mountains in a lot of places actually. Um there's also our favorite but volcano. Kyrian. But near Kyrian, uh the closest ones I think are the ones uh in the along the spine of the world. Yeah, you got the the spine yeah, if it's in Kyrian yeah, it's like equal distance between Dragon Mount and the Spine of the World. And I feel like it wouldn't have been snowy on a volcano. That's just me though. Well we don't well, I mean it was a volcano four thousand years ago. You know, I right when know. right when he did all know. Aren't all mountains technically volcanoes first? No, that's not true, is it? No, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I wouldn't say idiot, but, you know, I, that didn't feel it. right. That I wasn't going to argue it, but it didn't feel right. Um, and after that, we don't get any more mumblings because Rand refuses to listen. Because, yeah. you know, he might hear something else that makes him question his place in the world. <laughs> and Rand, we all, you know. We've all had that moment. <laughs> existential dread, you know, is a thing we all come to deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, he is like what seventeen, eighteen, so yeah, eighteen, nineteen, somewhere around there. <laughs> okay, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. He's he's a young adult. He's yeah. barely an adult. Like, yeah. So it's rough. All jokes aside, that's rough—a rough way to find out you were adopted. Yeah. Um, and your mom, your biological mother, is dead. Also. Yeah. So it really, just brings about the question of who is who is and... Rand's biological father? A new uh, segment. And... <laughs> I mean, I think there's a good cho- chance that if, like, it says, like, other women fight with their men, it sounds like it's a good chance that, you know, Rand's dad may have fought Rand's dad. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. It's like, which dad do you root for, you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> he, he would probably choose Tam just because, you know, time. Yeah, wheels. Wheels, blah, blah. Wheel of time. Yep. But the wheel must move on, and that brings us to Chapter 7, Out of the Woods. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Was that simple? a good segue? Yeah, sure. <laughs> we've got our woods symbol, our dark, our treeless, nope, leafless nope. tree, <laughs> our leafless our... tree at night. <laughs> yep. 
I almost said trailers. Um, I almost started reading from the actual chapter. That's not what I want. <laughs> just, no, well, this, this is, is just an audio book now. <laughs> this is an audio book now. Everyone. It's an audio drama. <laughs> With us interjecting our thoughts and feelings into things. Um, so, Rand finally makes it to Amon's field, but it is not the salvation he was hoping for. Seems like Cholux visited more than just his farm and have wreaked some rather haphazard destruction upon the town. Sorry. Um, the blacksmith, Haral Luhan, and Egwene help Rand get tempt Nynaeve. Unfortunately, she only takes one look at his wound before declaring she can do nothing to help Tam and goes back to the people she can save. Although she's not so harsh if we, as we have seen her be up until now. She's actually rather sympathetic. Um, okay. The rest of the village plods along, starting to put things back together with their two rivers stubbornness. Luckily, Rand is stubborn too and determined to help Tam. And the power of community. <laughs> yes, they use the power of community to start fucking putting their lives back together. Um, he starts heading for the inn where he is sure the mayor will have an answer of how to help Tam. An idea, at least. Uh, getting to the inn, though, and informing the mayor how Nynaeve refused to help, it becomes clear that Master, Master Elvir is not the solution Rand hoped he was. Rand is having that all-important, fantastic fantasy protagonist moment where he realizes the adults in his life are not infallible and actually don't always have the all the answers. I know it's rough, buddy. Hang in. Uh, luckily, with a little prodding from Tom, who also informed us that Fane has disappeared, probably eaten too bad for fame uh the mayor realizes that moraine who is surprise actually an eyes to die and help keep the trollocs at bay may be able to help for it is said that eyes to die are capable of magical healing rand fights against his misogyny and goes to find her moraine is actually quite pleased to see rand still alive you don't want all that grooming to go to waste and agrees to do what she can for tam they can talk about the price afterwards. Not really a good sign, but I'm sure it's fine. Because, you know, priceless thing. When they're like, well, we'll talk about it after. That always turns out great, right? Um, she also seems very interested in Rand's dreams. Weird. Anyways, she, Lan, and Rand head back to the inn with Rand not at all worried about asking an evil lady for help. And that kind of sums up the out of the woods. We find out uh, Monsfield is smoking. Um, <laughs> Emmonsfield. Uh, what? Emmonsfield? Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Emmonsfield. No, that's okay. I just figured. I heard you say it earlier, and I still just... My brain refuses. It's like, it's a mon. Um, yeah, I was being very... I was being coy about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like, there was kind of a hint in the previous chapter that something had happened there, because yep. Rand is heading east to go to Emmonsfield, and the tr and when he runs into like the Trollocs and the Merdral, they're coming from the east. So it yep. was kind of like a "Hey, wake up, Rand" moment. But you know, Rand doesn't did you, wake. Up. Did you pick up on it when you read it? I did not. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but directions have no meaning to me. So you yeah. know, uh, yeah. And I can't remember if I if I caught it or not when I read it back in like however long ago it was when I read this. Yeah. Um. The first time. Yeah. The. You know, there's a lot of destruction, but it all seems kind of random. Um, yeah, you know, apparently only... Well, no, we don't learn that, I think, just quite yet. Do we? No, we don't. It's we don't? Really okay. Mentioned. We know yeah. that... Um, <laughs> I love how you know exactly Luhans. what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, yeah. Now, the Luans say that they were attacked and stuff like that because Harl says that, like, his wife is, like, 
I think his wife ate pad. one with like killed one, right? With a with a frying pan, basically. Uh, something like that. I believe she. I believe it's like yeah. She took a. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh yeah. Uh. Yeah, she cracked one skull with a frying pan, <laughs> took one look at the ashes of our house this morning, and sent out hunting around the village with the biggest hammer she could dig out of what's left of the forge, just in case any of them hid instead of running away. So hopefully no one pulled a narg in yeah. a state of mind, because they're dead. Yep. Uh, so I kind of love Alsbit, yep. which is his Alsbit wife. Alsbit Luhan. Uh, she's she the real she the real MVP is all I'm saying. Does not take any shit. Well, no. I don't know. I think I think a good think Moraine might actually be <laughs> Moraine and Lan might actually be the real MVPs. Yeah. But I feel like Alzbit should get a, a a real honorable mention for doing what she could with what was at hand. Do you, how many do you think Moraine could have taken out with a frying pan? I think that's a fair question. Uh, I think if like Moraine like used like magic to pick up the frying pan and like no. launched it, if you... no, no, <laughs> no magic, no magic. If Lorraine okay. picked, if both Lorraine and Alsbeth picked up a frying pan, who's doing better? I'm, I'm guessing Alsbeth. I bet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, yeah, the blacksmith's wife. Yeah, probably has done more physical work than. Yeah. The... Um. But yeah. So also one of the other one of the places that burned was. Abel Cawthon's house, Matt's dad. Um, we run into Egwene. Mm -hmm. uh, she seems kind of... I think everyone's a little bit She's in shock. shock. Yeah. yeah, everyone's a little bit in shock. Rand is kind of hyper-focused on her clean hands. Which, like, yep. I didn't pick up... Like, I, I picked up that he was focused on them, but until Nynaeve was like, wash your hands, I was like, oh, right, if they're treating wounded people, hey! And then I was, like, surprised, like, oh, they know to wash their hands, that's fun. Yeah, that's... <laughs> They have some no. sense of germ theory. Yeah, they have some sense of germ theory. So, although yeah. I was curious, mm -hmm. uh, Nynaeve does the opposite of what we do in the modern day and keeps all the sick people separate. <laughs> like, all the dying people? She specifically yeah. doesn't want them at the inn because she says the hurt folk would heal better if there weren't so many of them together. Whereas we make hospitals and shove them all in the same building. Well, to be, to be fair, we do have, uh, like, you know, we, you know, they're... In the it's not like they're all on top of each other in a hospital, you know what I mean? No, they're but kind I mean, of separated out. Theoretically, and, in an inn, everyone could have their own room. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, I didn't think of that. But I mean, it's not a bad idea. I just thought it was. I thought it was an yeah, interesting, interesting detail yeah. that she she insists on keeping them separate. Which, like, I guess, yeah, if you get one infection in one, they can maybe. Start. I don't know enough about medicine to know how contagious uh, infections in the, are. I don't in like a in like a mass trauma situation. I don't know what like is best. Well, practice. normally you set up like a trauma center, right? And you have all the wounded brought to like one tent or like yeah, one area. True. Yeah, it probably would be. Yeah, dumb, naive, idiot. God. Well, maybe you she knows something we don't. Inn, doubt it. She's some peasant from like you know the future. Well, what if there's like magic things that we don't know about? Oh, okay, I guess that's true. Maybe there's a magical reason for keeping them separate. That only a wisdom understands. Sure, we'll we'll know. chalk it up to wisdom. Though. Although the, the hand washing is interesting, like I, I know I've made a yeah. comment. I don't know if I mentioned it to you before, but the mm -hmm. the fact that um Robert Jordan was like in the Vietnam War. Oh, okay. And this may have been. I don't know. This seems like something that's like you know walking into like a like a a, a mass trauma situation and then noticing like random details. Uh, Random details, but especially like the people who are doing the healing. 
like medics and stuff like being filthy mm-hmm. but having like really clean hands mm-hmm. seems like something that may that might have inspired this I'm, i don't i don't really i know he was like a helicopter I mean, gunner i think okay. that's what he was in, in the war okay i mean it makes so, sense you know like that's not yeah yeah i feel it like does, a lot of go ahead. no it seems like like i don't obviously i don't know i've never been in a combat situation or I'm a trauma situation a large trauma situation like this so i don't know how I, I don't know exactly how people drafted. react, but this seems this seems like it would make sense. Like you're in shock, you kind of focus on random details, right? Yeah. I wonder if Robert Jordan was drafted, because that would make some sense with how it's like, well, I don't want to leave. Like, you know, it's like a small mm-hmm. town that you don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, so you know, spoilers. Yeah, we'll get to that in the next chapter summary, Ethan. Also, Master Luhan also believes in the power community. Because he says, We'll just take care of ourselves. Remember, we're two rivers folk. So the power of community will build back up the town. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was Googling. Oh, yeah. No, he mentions the power of community again. Mm-hmm. And then Egwene sides with Nynaeve and doesn't help uh, Tam and Rand. Yep. Oh, you know, for those of you who, who are audiobook people, so they've recently released uh, audiobooks where Rosemond Pike, uh, the actress who plays Moraine, uh, uh, narrates it. And she kind of goes all out in certain parts, especially when he's like, he's dying. He really gets into it when he like shouts when she when Rand shouts that at at uh, Nynaeve. Mm-hmm. There are various parts where she, you know, I personally think the originals are better, like just because you've got like audiobook like narrators who are doing it and they're kind of in it. Right. But like Wilson Pike brings something interesting to it. I don't think it was a bad purchase on my part. Yeah, we got we we do. It's fun. I think that we get kind of a a view of a different side of Nynaeve because we've heard a lot about how harsh she is and like how like. Yeah, just I, how abrasive she can be, I guess. And we get kind of to see a different side here where, like, you know, maybe everything's just a mask. Because, like, yeah. Anyways, when Rand gets upset, she seems she seems upset that she can't do something more, you know? Yeah. But she has to, it's like that very much that trauma situation where she has to help the people she can. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. Egwene follows her. She's sad about it, I think. Yeah. I think. She, but oh, she follows her. She definitely doesn't. She like she throws herself on the red. It's like I'm sorry. Well, she's yeah, yeah. She's like I'm so sorry, Rand. Light. I wish there was something I could do. Yeah. And then a and then Nynaeve calls her like to come help. And she's like, that's when we find out they've been washing their hands. She's like, Egwene, I need you and wash your hands again. She, and yeah. then she's like, she needs my help, Rand. And he's like, Egwene. And she, he thought he heard a sob as she spun away from him. It's all very dramatic. It's very dramatic. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dramatic time, though. It is a dramatic moment. Damn, that's a young Robert Jordan. That is a, yep, that is young Robert Jordan in the in Vietnam. Hmm. Um... I found that picture. Yeah. Oh, oh, important detail that gets skipped over in the summary. But Uh someone has car has marked uh, the dragon's Uh, fang on the door of the inn. And that kind of is what leads to us finding out that Moraine is an Aes Sedai and like in a roundabout way, you know, (laughs) because they're like, maybe they don't like your Tom's like, maybe they don't like your guests, you know, and then, yeah, you know, more. Okay, so you know how we talked about you were asking me like, what do you think's up with Moraine? And I was like, well, I kind of know, but I don't want to spoil it. That uh-huh. I think that was last episode. This is it. I knew Moraine was an Aes Sedai um, because uh, people I know, my father included, talked about the books and the show, and that's one okay. of the first things that get mentioned. Yes, this <laughs> Moraine is an Aes Sedai, so uh, I knew, I knew oh. about that. But hey, fun reveal for people who didn't know. She's magic. 
I think it's pretty clear. I don't think it's really well hidden that she's, you know, not. Yeah. Yeah. When I first read it, having like knowing nothing about Wheel of Time, it was like it was like, oh, so this is like some wizard. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, that's fair. But yeah, and then you know we find out that there's like seven bands of of I almost called them kobold kobolds because yeah, kobolds, the band yeah, name that's probably what they are. No, no, it's the Trollocs. There was seven bands of Trollocs, but the yeah. name of one of the bands was Cobal. But I almost called the Trollocs Kobolds, like from D and D. Yeah, no, I know. That was, that was yeah. That's playing yeah. your joke. I think you're a little ahead of us, though. I don't. I think that's in Out of the Woods. That all happens in Out of the Woods. It's, 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 oh, my mistake. I'm sorry. It's near the end of the chapter, though. Like it's it's the last couple of pages. Yeah, I've got it. I thought. I thought. I I thought we were on. I got confused. I was looking at my my comment here, but I thought it was for the next chapter. But yeah, yeah, right. Because I said this. Yeah, he's identifying the cobalt bands. She did an awesome lightning ball. Uh, she's she's a nice to die, a breaker of breakers of the world. Yep. Like bad PR, man. Such bad PR for these women. Apparently. Um. Yeah, and she's very insistent. That Rand tell her if he has any bad dreams. Yep, she wants to know about the bad dreams. Uh, if mm-hmm. you remember though, uh, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. she confronts Tom during the uh, when he's doing his uh, his story time stuff. Well, I feel like confronts a strong word. They speak. Well, she shows up and he he suddenly becomes very like, oh, uh, I wouldn't. Know oh, I meant you don't like. Oh, remember? Yeah, I don't think it's mentioned in the summary, is it? Uh, I, I mentioned that he doesn't seem to like Moraine and Lan, but you're right. I yeah. kind of skip over it a little bit. But yeah, uh, Tom is like, your pardon, but like he's all like, you're not from this district, are you? Yeah. Uh, and she, that, she calls him a master bard. Uh, and she, yeah, he's like, oh, I wouldn't tell any stories you wouldn't like, you know. Mm-hmm. So do you think back, do you think he knew she was a nice guy at that point? Sorry, I'm reading really quickly. Be surprised if he knew. Like he's a man of the world. There might be something he recognized about her that they wouldn't out in Emmonsfield. Yeah, but she's got that. Yeah. Well, she, it's mentioned that she also has got like a weird ring and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of things that could have been like tells to him that about what she was. Yeah, for a um, worldly traveler. Mm-hmm. Also, land super protective of Moraine. Yep. We know he's something called a warder. Yep. That's about all we know about Lan. We've, and also, he was warders fighting. Have a, well. Warders have a, a glossary entry. Oh, do they? They do. <laughs> the warder. A warrior well, there's bonded. There's a lot of information in this one. Yeah. So, I guess, if you don't want to know what a warder is, according to the glossary, you're going to want to skip ahead. Um, yeah, but I just a warrior... figured out. I'm not putting in an edit for this. But, yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I will scream really loud. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a warrior bonded to an Aes Sedai. The bonding is a thing of the one power, and by it he gains such gifts as quick healing, the ability to go long periods without food, water, or rest, and the ability to sense the taint of the Dark One at a distance. All hail gay, so gay Satan. So long as a warder lives, the Aes Sedai to whom he is bonded knows he is alive however far away he is, and when he dies, she will know the moment and manner of his death. Almost Ajaz, 
believe in Aes Sedai may have one warder bonded to her at, at a time. The red Aja refuses to bond any warders at all, while the green Aja believes in Aes Sedai may bond as many warders as she wishes. Ethically, the warder must accede to, accede to the bonding, but it has also been known to be done involuntarily. What the Aes Sedai gain from the bonding is a closely held script. See also Aes Sedai. Consent mm. is key. Consent is key until it's not. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> Consent is key, but not always. Sometimes not. Not always. So, you know, he's, a he's bonded to her, and that would explain why he was so fast with the whatcha and the whatcha. The sorting, you know? Yeah. I mean, we could also look at the eyes that I. Have we already read I the eyes that We also have Aja's that are all mentioned in these. Yeah. Aja's societies among the Aes Sedai, to which all Aes Sedai belong. They're designated by colors. There's a bunch of colors named. Um, Red, white, green, brown, yellow, gray. Each follows a specific philosophy of the use of the one power and purposes of the Aes Sedai. For example, the Red Aja bends all its energies to finding and gentling men who are attempting to wield the power. Gentling men. That sounds like a really nice way of saying killing them. Maybe. (laughs) The Brown Aja, on the other hand, forsakes involvement with the world and dedicates itself to seeking knowledge. There are rumors, hotly denied and and never safely mentioned in front of any Aes Sedai, of a Black Aja dedicated to serving the Dark One. All hail, gay Satan. So those are our our allies, the Black Aja. Um, Yeah. Those are our allies. As far as we are concerned at this point, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they should be allies. Mm -hmm. If they're serving Mm -hmm. the gay Satan. The gay Satan. Yeah, which is who we're, yeah. So I see also Aja and Amaryl. Anyways, we're getting lost in the yeah, glossary we could, here. We could get deep in the glossary, but uh, yeah. See, I think we're this is why like... I don't read the glossary. If also, we into... you're, we're safe to come back, friends. I'm yes, screaming you're... loudly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listen, yeah. I feel like if it comes up, we probably should have read Aja, but I feel like if it comes up in the actual book, we can consult what the word means in the glossary. I feel like that's the use of a glossary. Okay. Well, Aja, I think, comes up in the next chapter. So Yeah, so there we go. So no spoilers, so long as you're with us and you are correctly using the glossary. Yes, yes. I really hope you're not listening to these episodes, like, piecemeal, like, as you read the chapters. I really hope you've kept up with us if you're reading the book. And if you're not reading the book and just listening, like, thanks, that's really cool of you to listen to us ramble. My mom was mentioned she might listen to this. I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, hi, Amy's mom. Hi, mom. Anyways, next chapter. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 8, A Place of Safety. Um, back at the inn, Tom and the mayor quickly make themselves scarce once Moraine and Lan arrive. Rand is also weirdly defensive about Tam being his father. Once again, we love the denial, Rand. Uh, he stays in the room despite being very uneasy about being so close to the workings of the one power that are, you know, going to save his father's life. Len starts ask starts to ask Rand questions about the sword. I skip. Uh, what did I do? But the sword is seeming pretty interested in why Tam had it in the first place. Rand deflects, instead talking about the Murdral, um, which has a bunch of names. You know, Fade, Murdral, half it. We covered that when we read the glossary entry. Um, Lan is. <laughs> Lan I like is Fade. Fra- Fade's easier, I think, than Murdral. Yeah, I think I'm just going to call them Fades because, like, dear Lord. That's uh, in, the, in the summaries, too. 
<laughs> the amount of times I had to go back and double check. Like, okay, did I spell this right? Uh, Lan is frustrated that they didn't know about it beforehand, while Moraine seems sure that knowing about it wouldn't have changed anything. There's only so much they could do, and besides, the raven should have warned them, because it was acting weird, because it's a raven, you know? Uh, Moraine takes out her magic statuette to continue working on Tam, while Ran and Lan continue to... Uh, Nope, got that mixed up. Rand and Lan, only one of them has a D at the end of their name, continue to chat about the fade. Turns out they don't have eyes. How creepy is that? And Rand's chat with Narg. Rest in peace, Narg. Finally, Moraine has cured Tam and complains about how much cooler Aes Sedai were back in the Age of Legends. She also drops the bomb that Rand needs to leave town, along with Perrin and Matt, because, surprise, the Trollocs were after them specifically. <laughs> Also, they were. We also find out that the boys were all born within like a couple of weeks or, or a week of each other or something like that. Um, Rand, understandably, does not like this, but is eventually talked into it by the two of them, not willing to risk the whole village on the chance that he's wrong. They tell him that he will be safe in Tarvalon and to keep his little to keep this little chat a secret. The favorite phrase of many a groomer. Lan and Moraine leave. The mayor and his wife bring in some food and check on Tam. And eventually, Rand totally doesn't fall asleep next to Tam, his totally biological father. 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 No doubts. Yep. So, a couple of things to unpack in this one. Uh-huh. We didn't talk about the, the chapter the symbol. It's Moraine's staff. It's oh. mentioned that she has a wooden staff with flowers and shit on it, and that's what it is. <laughs> okay. That's my guess. <laughs> oh, I just want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I just want to be in the habit of freaking Yes, out. no, that's a good idea. Um, I realized we forgot. We did. I remembered that one chapter and never again. Um, and I think the place of safety that's being mentioned is Tower of Alon, <laughs> which is... Okay. Super convenient, since that's where Moraine and Lan are from, and they're like, you'll totally be safe. Also, we find out that Tarvalon has a bunch of walls referred to as the Shining Walls, a.k.a. the Shining Walls Tam mentioned during his ramblings, um, when he's talking about Ooh. the flood of something, like the flood of people fighting all the way up to them. Um, so that's a fun thing. You know, yeah. we don't know if he's seen the Shining Walls, but he at least knows of them. Well, we know he fought them. Right, mm -hmm. and yeah, but we don't know if he fought near them. He doesn't mention that much. So yeah, um, we also find out Land does not like Tom. Um, he's like yeah, there's he's something little... something about him he doesn't trust. He didn't see a hair of him during the fighting. Mm. But we do know Tom's cloak was singed. So I, you want to know what I think? What do you think? I think he fed Fane to the Trollocs. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were about to say you thought he, like, started the fires. <laughs> no, I think he was busy feeding Fane to the Trollocs, because he mentions he doesn't like them, and then all of a sudden this man gets eaten by a bunch of Trollocs? Seems uh -huh. kind of sus. Well, we don't no know one else was eat. eaten, as far as, we know, as far as we know. We just know he got, he disappeared, or just taken. He something. disappeared, but Tom specifically is like, you know, and Trollocs will eat anything. <laughs> That's weird that you have that knowledge. That's like that's if like there was an attack and uh -huh. I out of nowhere was like, you know, pigs will eat anything. After someone disappears. You know? It's like Amy, uh -huh. did you feed their body to pigs? It's like, why would you think that? <laughs> I'm just saying. I think he fed Fane to the Trollocs. <laughs> well, okay. Do you, do you think Tom is working with the Trollocs? 
Hey, no, or was it no. like a like a crime of passion? And he just took advantage. He's like, oh, that was my chance to to kill the the gossip carrying fame. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if it was like passion so much as just taking advantage of a situation that presented itself. Because really, who's going to pursue him for this crime? Uh huh. No That's one. The perfect time to do it. It's a per- he had the perfect chance, the perfect time, perfect situation. He's like, listen, I don't like that the Trollocs are here, but I'm sure as shit going to take advantage of the fact. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> Fane was always wanting to create bad news quickly and the worse, the faster. Yeah. There's more Raven in him than man. See, he thinks he's evil because Ravens are the servants of the Dark One. All hail Gia Satan. All hail Gia Satan. Thinks he's evil, fed him to the Trollocs. Yeah, I don't Boom. feel happy with him being like all evil gay Satan. Gay Satan's not evil. These guys need to, like, we need more better branding. Yeah, I feel like gay Satan's got some really bad PR, uh-huh. and, um, like, the wrong people have been allowed to talk for too long about what's happened. Uh-huh. And it's really not great. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of things you're saying. I don't think these trolls work for gay Satan. I'm just going to say that. You don't think they work for gay Satan? Well, they're not acting like they do. That's, they very much do not seem like allies. <laughs> yeah, I've never been to, like, you know, any type of event where, like, people are smearing poop on the walls and stuff like that. Uh, don't, don't ick someone's yum, Ethan. That no, actually... I will that. Amy, you're the one that would ick that the most. What are you talking about? We don't kink shame. <laughs> oh, okay. Also, I didn't bring this up, but, you know, I'm not... <laughs> you know, they're trollics. Furries, there's some correlation there. Urgles, orcs, trollics, furries. <laughs> furries. Yeah, these are all the same thing. Well, no. <laughs> furries, I like you. I don't know what she's talking about. I, I, don't, you know. I don't have an issue with furries. I'm just saying they're they're like people mixed with animals. That's not what furries are. Well, furries are people in animal suits. <laughs> yeah, that's very different. No, they're just furries who have taken it one step further. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you dare cut this bit out. <laughs> nah, I won't. Don't worry. I'll I'll leave it in just for you. Hi, his mom. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> mom. Um, Dad reads a book about furries. <laughs> they're not furries, but again. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Uh, Lan seems to know that there's a heron on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He mentions the the the, the heron. Yeah, he call he mentions that it's a the symbol of the uh, blade master. Yes, yes. <laughs> you need a minute, Amy. <laughs> I need a second. <laughs> okay, editing. Ethan, just give me a minute. Berries moment. <laughs> it's funny. I have raspberries in my fridge right now. Um. <gasps> okay. Yes. Uh, the heron. Land does mention that it is a symbol of the Master Swordsman. So, like, some of Tam's story doesn't seem to be, like, lining up. Because he's like, oh, it was, I paid too much for it. So now I'm like, oh, did you, like, have to kill someone for it? Is that what you mean by, like, uh, the price was too high? Lame. I symbolically <laughs> paid too much for it. I thought symbolically- that was pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got Rambi and, like, whoa, oh, paid too much for it. Yeah. Like, how much um, did you pay from a peddler? Yeah, how much did you pay for it from the peddler? And Tam, meanwhile, like, Tam is Tam is that, like, hamster meme. You know, like, the, the hamster the, the hamster that's, like, staring off to the distance while there's, like, helicopter sounds and stuff? 
No. Oh my. Okay, wait. There's a GIF. Obviously, uh, it doesn't have sounds, uh, but there's like a. Created another like controversy. No, 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 no. Well, y'all think GIF here. Just so y'all know, you freaks that say GIF. You know? Oh, that one, that controversy. Yeah, here, it's this hamster. Uh, okay, Amy shared a GIF with me on our Discord. Let's see. Yes. Let's get my live reactions. A lot of the time, people, if it's like with I, sound, they will I overlay think... like fighting sounds on it. Uh huh. I think I've seen this GIF before, maybe. Okay. Well, anyway, this, uh, this is great radio. This is great radio. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, there's a hamster, and he's staring off into the distance, the distance, the distance, with like a thousand-yard stare. As there's like a faint overlay of soldiers running from a jet. I don't know. Um, anyways, that's that's what Tam looked like when Rand was asking about the cost of the sword. Oh, okay. I get it now. Okay. You get it? <laughs> you yeah, get like, it? you know, like PTSD thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I did. I got you. I did, I did search hamster PTSD to get this gift. So, this gift. Okay. So, um, yeah. And Lan remarks also that the sword is a strange thing for a sheep herder to buy. Like, kind of like, I don't think your story's adding up, buddy. Yeah. Um, but he says it, it, it must have an interesting journey, I think is what he says. Mm hmm. Yes. And also, he's like, he he must have not always thought it was useless kind of thing. No. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like there was other stuff. I mean, we get kind of like hints a little, like we learn that the one power doesn't mean everything and anything is possible. Because Moraine says there's only so much one person can do, even calling on the one power. So there's limits to this power, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I literally watched someone in the prologue turn themselves into a volcano with the one power. So yeah. that does that seems pretty limitless to me. Um, he couldn't bring back his wife and kids. Like that seemed pretty clear. Else he probably would have done that instead of volcanizing. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. I'll accept that. There's some limits. I just I guess the way Moraine describes it, I thought the limits were further than they were. You know? Yeah. Further well, than says, they are. She says they used to be able to like breathe life. Back into someone, so as there was like just the bare spark. Yeah, and now they need like will and strength to do it. Yeah. And now there must be both will and strength for the body to draw on. Yeah. And it's a good thing your dad is so willful and strong. Yeah, weird for a sheep herder. <laughs> yeah, you made it up much better than Uncle Garrow, who just died. <laughs> who just died. Spoilers and for Aragorn once again. <laughs> Um, this is where we learn a little bit more about, like, the, the fades, um, and, like, oh. it's normal for people to, like, freeze up in fear when facing them, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Lots of talking. Land gives us a lot of little bits of information. Also, I just liked this line, where it's, uh, he, he, because Rand is talking about how he accidentally killed the Trollic, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and it says, Lan's face softened slightly. If rock could be said to soften. <laughs> it's like, He's just so stoic. He's just so stoic. Um, yeah. Oh, but and she, then mentions, Tim... she mentions, yeah. um, having, like, the thing she uses. The little oh, statuette. the angriol. Yeah, the angriol. Uh, she mentions, uh, this is in the glossary, but she mentions, uh, she had to ask the, uh, she had to get permission from the Omerlin seat. Oh, yes. It was also in the glossary, but. Uh, I don't know if you wait. Oh, no, 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 no. 
Oh yeah, she does say. I thought it was the. She mentions it in a job, but she doesn't. It's the uh, Amer um, seat. Yeah, Amer. I don't know. Sometimes people say like Amerlin. I think it's Amerlin. Elected for well, life by the Hall of the Tower. Or sorry, the title of the leader of the Aes Sedai. Elected for life uh, by the Hall of the Tower, the highest council of the Aes Sedai, which consists of three representatives from each of the seven Ajas. The Amerlin seat has theoretically at least almost supreme authority among the Aes Sedai. She ranks as in, as the equal uh, stupid foe. Equal almost, of the king or queen. <laughs> yeah. The throne upon which the leader of the Aes Sedai sits. So she's she's Lady Pope. She's a Lady Pope. We love yeah. that. She's Magic Lady Pope. Uh, Angri- and the and the Angriel also has a has an entry where it says a very rare object which allows anyone capable of channeling the one power to handle a greater amount of the power than would be safely possible unaided. It's a remnant from the Age of Legends. The means of their making are no longer known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is so old that the ivory from which it is carved has turned a, like a dark brown. So you yeah, know, but it's it, at least it like lends, four thousand years old, right? I was gonna say it lends, you know, some cred- like credence, 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 credence to the fact, yeah, credence. yeah, credence that it's so old. Yeah. It's like, oh yes, because it's also aged. I believe is, you now, Moraine. Otherwise, I wouldn't it, believe you. Does it describe the statue, or is it just? A it statue does. Of a it woman? does. I actually highlighted a smooth ivory figurine, aged dark into deep brown, no longer than her hand. It was a woman in flowing robes with long hair falling about her shoulders. Honestly, first thing this made me think of, uh, Mary, like <laughs> Jesus, like Mary, Mary Magdalene. Yes. Like, Uh like, not like Mary, like Jesus's mom. Yeah, no, that's interesting. The Virgin Mary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, because she has, like, they could maybe, it could, like, her hood or whatever could be mistaken for long hair. Or even she has long hair. I don't remember. Listen, I'm not. This is when you, anyways, we don't need to go any further down this (laughs) path. (laughs) You just have a conversation with your health self at this point, Amy. Well, you know, from, well, no, we don't need to. That's where we'll stop. <laughs> That's where we're going to just stop this train. <laughs> As we get Amy talking to herself. Is that not what this podcast is supposed to be? Just me talking to myself while you no. correct my pronunciation? <laughs> I also tell you to look at the glossary. <laughs> You're right. I'm so sorry to have minimized your contribution. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, that's the Angrio. Yeah. Also, they're like, you need to leave. But we cover that in. Yep, they, they do. don't. Emo- they don't emotionally manipulate him at all into leaving either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could stay, but then like, and we could get a bunch of people to come here and help protect this town. I guess maybe if we get here on t- in time. <laughs> get here in time, and like, even then, who knows what could happen? Because he's gonna go. Like the, the fade's gonna go get more support. So. Man, that Damn would it. really suck. Yeah, but don't tell anyone that we talked to you about this, or you're gonna get <laughs> don't in trouble. Tell anyone. And he's like, "Do you want me to go tell Matt and Parent?" Because they say Matt and Parent have to leave as well. No, no, we'll take care of that. And they're like, "No, no, no, we'll convince them." So they're <laughs> they're separating them from one another. Yeah, they're we're trying to isolate them, all them separately. They're gonna isolate them all from their community. <laughs> yep. No, it is very manipulative, though. Like it's it like, is so manipulative. It's not, and she's it's not like, a good look. We'll find out in Tarvalon why the Fade wants you. Like, and it's like, okay, cool. But then, 
he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And he thinks he hear, hears Lan give a sigh of relief. I'm like, Lan, were you preparing to, like, knock this child out? <laughs> like, how far was Lan going to go to get, make this happen? You know, right. I don't know. It sounds like he'll think it's about whatever uh, Moraine, Moraine says. needs him to do. Yeah. Yeah. It will be best if we keep all of this just among us. Do you understand? It's so, it's so creepy. So creepy. Um, and then after they leave, the the mayor and his wife come in. Mm-hmm. And the mayor's wife, Mr. Salvier, seems to like respect Moraine pretty strongly. Yeah. Uh, well, it says like, in here, it says, she's uh, she's a nice to die. Half the women in the village acts as if she sits in the women's circle. And the rest as if she were a trollic. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what the mayor says about how mm-hmm. the women are acting about her. I have that highlighted as well. So yeah, it's like, whew, really divisive. This topic of I to die. Yeah, and uh, he confirms. Uh, oh yes, he, he confirms. He does. He's. We give ransom credit here. He's not. You know, he's not super per- perspe- perceptive a lot of times, but he does go to the trouble of, of confirming what Moraine said with the mayor. Mm-hmm. Because that's it. Moraine and Land told him that there was only two farms attacked. One was his farm, and one was Perrin's family's farm. Yep. But that they like they were okay because they stayed in town for winter night. Yeah, and the so. Fade doesn't know uh, Two Rivers customs. It mm-hmm. doesn't realize everyone is going to be at everyone else's house, and it's a big, a big party. It, it made it made its task almost impossible, which makes yeah. sense. Everyone's just fucking around. It's, it kind of makes you go, "Hey, damn." You fucked it up. Would been, it would have been better for them just to stay. <laughs> it would have been so much better. Instead, but they fell into routine. If he if he had stayed, Rand would never have gotten his cool sword. So that's true because he is just straight up keeping the sword at this point. Yeah. Honestly, I doubt he would go with them too because he they he'd probably just be like, "No, I'm not going with you. You don't know what happened well, at my house." Yeah, you know why? Because he would have been like. His father would have been awake and been like, hey, whoa, what are you talking to my son about? <laughs> hey, dude, what, what's all this about? What's all this about leaving? Like, Tam is unconscious right now and unable to defend his son. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Rand, the projection again. Uh, oh, we're pretty settled folk here in the Two Rivers. I don't know why we'd have to leave. And everyone's, just getting, everyone's getting ready to rebuild. Like, he freaks out when they talk about leaving. Yeah. Like, this kid is, like, really, like... Oh, yeah. Is it really that bad? Everyone looks to me as if they're ready to start rebuilding. We're pretty subtle, subtle folk. Nobody ever leaves. Lies. Nobody Your father leaves. left. Yeah, so I was, yeah that was, I was wanting to mention that. Yeah, nobody ever leaves. And they also had that thing where, like, oh, we've been pretty far. We've been up to Devon Ride and watch out. And I feel like these kids... I want to... I Like, I really think most of the adults are like, are like, yeah, I've been to... Devin ride and watch how they're less than a day's travel away. What, what, yeah, you guys are so cool. You've traveled so far. Good job, kids. <laughs> like, you know how, like, like a parent would be like, oh, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, I've never been, you know, like, to, like, mm-hmm. boost up a kid. And then these farm boys are just like, well, when I was 10, that you know, that's what they said. And, yeah, no, they never been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, Tom, I've been at the beginning of it. <laughs> The chapter is like, yeah, Tom, I didn't mention that, but when they're talking to Tom, he, like, makes fun of them a little bit. And it's like, oh, well, you've been all the way there. <laughs> <laughs> and they, and it takes them a second to catch on that he's making fun. Like, they slowly, yeah. one by one, you know, are like, wait a second. Egwene Aguay, gets it, like, oh, very quickly. She's like, yes. hey. And then I think and the then, next one's Perrin. 
I no, think it's, it's Perrin and then Rand, isn't it? Oh, no, because Rand's like saying like he's feeling like he's the butt of the joke. Oh. And then he says Aaron like explains, but he's not boasting. Uh and then Matt like is boasting and then Perrin like stops talking too and it's just mm. it's just Matt being like <laughs> We've always been to the Waterwood and in the Dune Hills and to the mountains and no one goes to the mountains because it's bad luck, but we went to the to the foot of them. Mm-hmm. And he, that's when that's when Tom's like, Oh, all the way there. All the way to the mountains, you you silly youngsters. Yeah, and then Egwene's like, it's not funny to make fun of people. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's when he's like, you're so pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's like, I'm sorry, you're so pretty. You should help me, because I always choose the prettiest girl to help me. <laughs> um, Rand's friends laugh, Egwene gets mad. Yeah. And she's just like... <laughs> Very quickly acquiesces to being the assistant to the Gleeman. Yes. It's not super like, healthy yeah, yeah. relationship there, kids. Yeah, super great. Um, but all that said, oh yeah, he's like when when near the end of the chapter, because Ren, because the mayor and his wife are like, you should go sleep, and he's like, oh, I'll stay in here if that's okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, but sleep in front of the fire. And Rand ignores that and goes into the chair next to his dad's bed, right next to Tam's bed, right? And yeah. he's like, um, he's thinking about how he's going to tell Tam everything, even though Moraine specifically said Tam probably won't be awake by the time they leave. Mm-hmm. Which, again, you're taking the boy out of town before his before dad, his dad, wakes, dad up. wakes up. <laughs> he's totally. an adult, Amy. He is an adult. He is that an makes adult. it okay. Um, I can go manipulate like... any 18-year-old and it's fine because they're legally an adult. <laughs> He's just like, this was, without really realizing it, he set his jaw determinedly, my father. I can tell my father anything. anything. <laughs> and then he's like, Tam was his father, and nobody could tell him to what to say or not say to his father. <laughs> he's just like repeating the word father over and over again. It's like, he's oh, my bloody. father, I'll tell him anything. It's like, Rand, you can, you can be adopted, and he's still your father. It's okay. Yeah. Like, jeez. Get a grip, kid. Yeah, it's like... Uh... Moraine sure likes some stupid. <laughs> I'll say that my sister's adopted, and she's never had issues with this, but, you know, who knows? It's because she's known forever. I was gonna say, did she find out in the midst of another of a midst of a trauma? A trauma? No. She's no, also no. Asian, so it's pretty easy for her. <laughs> but still, she's always been like, Yeah, who cares? Well, to be fair, everyone around Rand has like different eyes. Like, <laughs> That's everyone... right. He does look different than everybody else. <laughs> He gets made fun of for looking different to everyone else, and he's still like, I'm from two rivers. He looks completely different. Listen, he's just a sheltered farm boy. He's he's a himbo. Such a himbo. He's giving off real himbo energy right now. He is. He is. Um, But that kind of sums up the the five chapters for this week. Yep. Say this week. It's been weeks. It's been weeks, but that's not anymore. We're on the schedule now. Can finally move forward. Yeah, you can Anything read the you... next. You can read the next bit in like what four days? Yeah, yeah. We're we're recording Saturday. Yeah, it's Halloween, everybody. By the way, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. This is gonna be coming out so far. It's. I hope this is like Christmas when it comes out. Oh, I mean, I still have to edit like the first episode. In Halloween 2024. When this comes out? No, it's not gonna be that long. 
This no. just never hits the internet. This is just us, our excuse to like talk about these books. I mean, it's then my mom's not listening. <laughs> and we said hi to my mom for nothing. Well, you know. We'll definitely no. post it. I will get this posted. Mm-hmm. Just nobody ever listens. We'll have like and four that's listeners. Fine. That's okay. You know what? Four listeners, I love you. All four of you. You're great. Yeah. Even you, Mom. Like... Especially you. <laughs> <laughs> I love three of you, and one of you I don't. <laughs> oh, Y'all can figure out which one it is. Y'all can figure out which one of the... <laughs> oh, man. Earn my love. My love is cheap. I give it away for free. What can I say? So, yeah. What are we reading next time, Amy? Right, that's what the next segment is, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I forgot I still had work to do. I was sitting back. I was <laughs> okay. Yeah, we do that. Uh, oh, yeah. I wanted to ask, Amy, who's currently your? I've got, uh, this is going to be a reoccurring, a reoccurring oh, segment. Who's yes. currently your favorite character, and who's mm-hmm. currently your least favorite? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think. Huh. Wow. You know, I knew this was coming, yeah. and I really I warned you like two weeks ago. Yes, um, and I didn't give it any thought. <laughs> I think, okay, I think, weirdly enough, uh-huh. okay, let's get controversial here. I actually think Nynaeve might be my favorite. Oh, really? That is very controversial. Yeah, yeah, just because I think she's a lot more layered than we've gotten a chance to see so far from Ren's perspective. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope she goes along with the group when they leave just because I want to see more of her. Okay. Yeah. I think I think that's what I'm gonna say. Cool. Rand is too much of a himbo to be my favorite. And like, <laughs> I feel like if someone asks you who's your favorite character and you name the, and protagonist, you say the protagonist, you're just you know what? Kind of I was gonna say boring, and that feels I I don't mean it negatively, but you are just incredibly vanilla. <laughs> I will say this: I don't think I've I have not met very many people who've like said that like Rand is like their favorite. Okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, I don't think he's a bad character. He's just like not my favorite. No, no, he's you know? he's fine. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah. So favorite so far, I'm gonna say Nynaeve. Okay. Um, not Mistress Luhan. <laughs> you know what? No, but I'm gonna call. I'm gonna name her. This is gonna. Be, she's not my favorite, but I'm gonna name her MVP of this chapter block. Uh, MVP. Okay. Oh, I like it. So we've got okay. M- MVP is is her. MVP of the chapter block is Mistress Luhan. Okay. That okay. that troll look deserves the crack to the head with the frying pan. Gotcha. Um, and least favorite. See, no one stood out enough to really make me hate them enough to be like, uh-huh. you're right. You know, like, but if I had to name one, I'm going to say Tom Marilyn. Tom Marilyn. Okay. Tom Marilyn. Because he fed Fane to the troll looks. <laughs> we, that, is, that is unsubstantiated. <laughs> but that's that's why. Okay. Cool. Okay. okay. Who's here? Here, who's your MVP of the chapter block? Uh, my MVP of this chapter is probably Narg. Narg, okay, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, he went the distance. You know, he he showed some some ingenuity, mm-hmm. and he's a he is a purportedly a servant of Gay Satan. So, okay, you know what? That's fair. Um, I'd ask you least and most and least favorites, yeah, but I feel like yeah. So we're not going to do that bit, but we will have. Don't worry, Ethan will. Name MVP. I will. I will always name it. I will. Yeah, I like that. We'll have an MVP. Do we have like mm-hmm. a dishonorable MVP, like a least valuable player? Yeah, let's do that too. Mine's gonna be. Uh, I was almost said red. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not fair. Um, le- okay, well, you go first. Who's your least honorable? <laughs> um, most valuable player, oh, the, oh, least oh, valuable oh. player. That Copland that like rolled in and was like, "When's the party?" 
<laughs> uh, we didn't, he oh. didn't even make it into the into the summary, but yeah, Daryl Copland, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's some Coplins who roll in and are like, when's the festival? Because they have yeah. no idea there's any troll-ups. Yeah. Um, least valuable player. Wow, this is another hard one. Um, I feel like it has to be some like it, it can't. It's not gonna be one of the big characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Not um, this time, anyway. At this time. Although Nynaeve it's... does kind of kind of suck at helping uh, Tam. There's nothing she could have done. Okay, don't hate on my favorite character right now. Um, That'd be an interesting uh... favorite character, but also LVP. No, that would be yeah, but also LVP. Um, I kind of want to say, nah, not Tam. We're not going to say Tam. You know what? I'm going to say the fade. I'm going to say the oh. fade. He failed at what he set he out failed. to do. He got real close to Rand and doesn't catch him. He was literally staring at him and didn't catch him. Yeah, sight of, sight of an eagle, even at night. Sight nighttime. of an eagle. You can't see the the pale, shaking, pants-sweating Rand sitting yeah. in the ditch like, please don't catch me. Yeah, so the fade. That's my LVP. Okay. Rand with his red hair and super tall. Does he have red hair? Actually, yeah. yeah, I know he's got red hair, red hair in the in the. Oh, that art. checks out because on all. I'm pretty sure it's mentioned that he's got red hair. Yeah, and all the cover art, he has red hair, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel okay. like he's described like at some point in the first few chapters as having red hair. Uh, maybe he's descriptions. The big boy. Descriptions ah uh, don't always stick out to me that way. I for thought fun fact. I thought for a really long time that Sirius Black was blonde, like Draco Malfoy. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why the dark hair didn't stick, so I was picturing him as blonde the whole time. And then there was something I was like, wait, since when, since when has Sirius had dark hair? My dad was like, forever? <laughs> I was like, what? The whole time. The whole time. <laughs> so, I, I consistently picture Moraine as having blonde hair, even though I know who? it's brown. Moraine? Moraine? Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard Miranda, and I was like, I'm sorry, who? Yeah, Miranda. You know Miranda? <laughs> Miranda. No, that's, that's, uh, that's fair. I feel like there's another bit we're supposed to do. And I don't. Oh, uh, right. We're going over what, what we're rating next. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's that. And, and the predictions. Predi- yeah. Let's do predictions first. And then we'll do the last thing we'll do is, is what we're reading. Well, I feel like I kind of need to do both at the same time because the, the titles are what have me do the predictions. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to cut all this out to make myself sound better. Oh, wow. Okay. You can so... always tell me when you want to cut out. No, I want all my stupidity out there on the internet forever, except the okay. stuff I don't. We've already we already talked about what we're cutting out of my stuff. <laughs> well, in mine too. Yes, there's a segment you guys will never hear, Pop and, and I feel like Pop and weave. <laughs> Not just that. There's the when we talked about the show. There's a long segment. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm okay with you leaving in the fact that we cut stuff out. Yeah. That's to the mystique. Just like you'll never know how we met. Anyways, it's such a weird, <laughs> a weird line to set. I know. Uh-huh. Ever meet okay, me so in chapter... person? I'll tell you anybody. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Find us in person, and we'll tell you the find the us very in person. We'll tell you. story. <laughs> You'll get the very uninteresting story about you. You might get I like met. a four-hour rant about something tangentially related to it. We can't say anything because then people are going to say that we're trying to drag them down on purpose to ruin their Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 9, Tellings of the Wheel. 
I feel like we're going to get some stories from Tom Marilyn. I think it's going to be like, I know that Beltide has started off poorly so far, but here's some stories to make everything better. I think that's what we get there. Okay. Uh, chapter 10 is leave taking. Uh, so they're going to leave. Um, and I'm going to guess that Rand does not get to talk to Tam before he leaves. That's my prediction. No okay. talking to Tam. Um, but yeah, we're going to get everyone leaving. Well, the group, whoever's leaving is going to leave uh, Emmonsfield. I was trying to remember the right pronunciation. <laughs> um, chapter 11 is The Road to Terran Ferry. So excited that we get to go, go, go to Terran Ferry and see why they're hating on all these people. Honestly, I'm very... Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, I think we get to Terran Ferry. Okay. I mean, it's going to be The Road to Terran... Some of these chapter titles are really self-explanatory, and I don't know what to say for predictions other than it's exactly what's in the chapter. <laughs> the title. Um... Chapter 12 is Across the Terran. So I guess ter the Terran is one of the rivers, and uh, we're going to go even further and travel even further and cross the Terran, yep. the river. Um, and then the last chapter we will be reading for the next the block. The Terran is one of the titular two rivers. Excellent. So we're going to cross it, which means we will they will be safe from the fade. Okay, you think that's going to make them safe? No, I did the stare into the camera, but no one can see it. Okay. Um, great, great radio uh, there, Amy. Great radio. Great, thank you. I forget sometimes I'm on radio and I stare into my webcam. Okay. Uh, and chapter, I either stare into my webcam or I look at Discord as if I'm actually looking at looking you. Looking at me? Okay. Yes. So your Discord, I forget that you are you are not your Discord icon. I'm not, I'm not Admiral Thrawn. No, you're not. Yeah. Um, and then chapter 13... <laughs> choices so i think man choices there's so many things i think there's going to be a choice like gonna like Rand's gonna have to decide whether he wants to keep going on or if he just wants to stay wherever they end up um or i don't i don't know if this is gonna happen but maybe like something happens and they might have to decide whether or not to leave someone behind that would be interesting oh, okay so, so yeah. it's gonna be so land and, and uh moraine and then rand and pat and Perrin. Yeah, okay. I think at least we're going to get those. I kind of want to believe Nynaeve's going to go with them, but that doesn't make sense. Seems to me the wisdom should stay in the village to which yeah. she's assigned. <laughs> the Lady Mayor? Yeah, the Lady Mayor probably stays where she belongs, you know? Yeah, yeah. so she can predict the future and yeah. be their weather man. Yeah. Woman, weather woman. Weather woman. Um, but yeah, that covers uh, that covers predictions. Okay. Not very exciting this time. I, f I you were supposed to tell me if I, my predictions came true because I don't remember what I predicted. Uh, I believe you made pretty big predictions. I think I don't think you were like made predictions about each chapter. I think you made like general predictions. It's been like three weeks, people. Well, <laughs> you said you wrote it down. I have the recording saying you're uh, writing it down so you could tell me if I was right. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Sometimes when I say I'm writing things down, I'm saying it to like create drama. Wow. And I, I also really... intended to I also intended to write it down like after listening to it again. <laughs> I haven't had a um, chance to do that yet. You know what? I'm gonna make a broad statement. I'm gonna say that all my predictions were right last week. I got everything right. Editing Ethan, this is your time to insert yourself once again and say whether or not I did get it right. Okay. It'll be okay. a, it'll be like I'll insert and be like she in fact did not get it right. <laughs> Yeah, she in fact did not get anything right. She's so dumb. All okay. Right. Well, I think that brings us to a close for this episode. Yeah. Um, lots of talk. I had a lot of fun again. Yeah, me too. I will do oh, it again. 
yeah, and we'll do it again next week. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Yeah, uh, listeners, stay we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna do this until we don't like it anymore. Yeah. So never. I you know, we're just gonna do it forever. Yeah, forever. Forever. Remember but stay safe. Elgay Satan. Satan. And we'll see you next Bye-bye. time. Bye. Hey, you made it to the end of our show. If you liked it, please consider giving us five stars on your podcast provider of choice. And if you want, feel free to contact us at the Dark Friends Book Club at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Have a great day and goodbye.